Hello, everybody. It's Rachel Porter here. And Rachel Courtney. And we're back after a couple of weeks, and we have a very special guest today. Trey, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi. Um, my name is Trey Dickinson. I am from Middle Georgia, uh, one of Robin's military town, real cool, real small. I went to school in Georgia, uh, Georgia State in Atlanta, and I currently live in New York City. Yay! So we met Trey. Well, I met Trey through Rachel, and Rachel, you met Trey through your really good friend Regan. And I don't know. And we all met up in New York, and like, just Trey's a really cool person. So we wanted to have him on the show. Finally, he's on the show after a long time. Yeah, we've had a long. Well, no, it all, it all worked. I uh, wish I could have made my way. Ducky, but there's too much going on in the world, obviously. Yeah. But you've been to Lexington before. How did you like it? It was an experience. I'm kind of uh, not a negative person, so I kind of see the good in everything, but <laughs> I probably wouldn't go back. I had good friends there. And since I do now, <laughs> you'll see me back there maybe once a year. <laughs> once a year? That's it. <laughs> That's all you need. Okay, so we have lots to talk about today so trey start off by telling us about atlanta and what it was like growing up there um mainly in middle georgia it is the opposite of everything that i'm pretty much about it's not much creative space it's not much fashion it's it's, it's a simple world and it's something to appreciate for sure but it just wasn't for me so from the get-go I'd say earliest seventh grade, um, me and a good friend, Blake, were the only guys that I can recall from middle school that really cared for fashion, cared for anything artistic or creative. So before school started, uh, Christmas break, and before school let out, I'd have his grandmother take us to Atlanta for the weekend. And we'd hit every single mall, every single little shop, and we thought we were like the coolest thing. So we'd go back to our small town and like have these things that nobody's seen before and have talked about these brands that nobody were familiar with, et cetera. But once I moved to Atlanta when I was 18, it was not a shock because I was so familiar. I just knew I had to be there. It was more so along the lines of, I get the deal with firsthand. I remember my first college party I went to. It was um, it was at this old bread factory. It's called the Bakery in the middle of nowhere. And I remember on the headline it was some guys from Off Records performing. Off Records being like relatively big, especially in Atlanta. Father and and Abra and all those guys. But I remember seeing that they weren't even the headline, and it was a band called Trash Can. And I get there and it's like an art show and saw these people and I'm looking at all these different people. And it was this, if I recall it correctly, it's a rock band and half of them go to Georgia Tech, half of them go to state, I believe, or went. And just the, the diversity of all those people in that one space, it just showed me like, okay, like it really is something else out there. And it's a difference to like, watch somebody on YouTube or read up on something opposed like being there firsthand. And from that first, you know, the initial party, I, I felt like the city took me in and I embraced every bit of it, you know? So did you see yourself staying in Atlanta or what did you see yourself doing? 
Um, I want to die in Atlanta. Keep it a buck. I'm gonna end up there, <laughs> honestly. To be completely honest, I feel like it's the greatest city in the world. That's like a really um, good point. Like, where do you want to die? Sorry, but that's yeah. Like, like I, the the places that I've traveled, although I haven't, I've seen a lot, and I and I haven't spent too many places too long, but. Atlanta was my coming of age city. And I feel like anybody that has had any kind of coming of age story, they'll be related to their region where they were. And Atlanta just warms my heart. It's part of South still, so I still get that Southern hospitality. And it's too many people that did for me when I was in the city, a young boy trying to figure out, you know, what's going on in the world, what I want to do. And I just got to make sure that I give that same thanks and give that same credit and put that same work in that, you know, those old heads did for me. Yes, I've only been to Atlanta once, but I really, like, I tell all my friends, like, I just want to go to Atlanta so bad. Like, I want to go there for my birthday. Mm -hmm. I feel like Atlanta has, like, a really cool vibe, but like you said, there's still, like, that Southern hospitality. Like, it just sounds cool. Have you been there, Rachel? When I was younger. Yeah, I've only been there once. Yeah. Not like to Buckhead, like for, and I was like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, man. I love Atlanta um, for a lot of reasons. It's on a whole side note for me, I feel like it's the only black progressive city in America. I feel like you don't have to go out of your way to like find a crowd. And the thing with New York is it's so many of everybody all the groups are split up and divert and like mm, separate, very, very much separate. You know, the E kids and the fashion kids and this, that, there, whatever it is. Although it's so many and it's a community of it, it's still not intertwined with everybody else. I don't feel like right. in Atlanta, everybody is cool with everybody, no matter what you do, no matter where you're, you know, rock or whatever, this fashion or music or you know, you corporate, you know what I mean? You could work for Coke and you got a band and you still hang out with all the cool kids in the middle of downtowns and East Atlanta's and all that. And going back to the whole, still being in the South, everybody picks everybody up, everybody helps everybody. There's never a sense of, okay, I got to get above this person. It's like, okay, how can I help the next? True. And I don't think it's another place like that anywhere, mm-hmm. or at least working, you know. Even if you look in music, like, there, if one Atlanta rapper comes up, they have four people under them. In the next two years, those people will bring up two people. It's been like that, i said, for like 20, 30 years now, you know? And I guess that's why there's so many successful rappers from Atlanta, because, like, that's just the culture and, like, the hospitality. Like, we help each other out. Exactly. It's not a competition. We're all on the same playing field. I've never met a person from Atlanta that I haven't liked. Like, I love Atlanta people. Like, Jaya. I'm telling you. They're just so funny. Like, I feel like they just get our vibe. Like, I love the Atlanta accent. The accent. (laughs) If I I had a full Atlanta accent, geez, like, it's hilarious. It's the most entertaining thing ever, but I can understand it perfectly. It's probably one of my favorite accents in America. Just like, it's just slurred, you know? It's just, it's just smooth. It's just, like, it's just like smooth and I don't know. It's like I like hearing it. 
<laughs> I just wish I had an accent. I don't have anything. <laughs> Tell us about college for you and what you liked about it, what you disliked about it, and what made you want to leave. College for me, so out of high school, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I wasn't sure what I wanted to study. I've always cared about colors and lines and clothes and, you know, all the things, music especially, but I didn't know how to mix it all together. And being from a place or at least in a region where no one really knows what's going on outside that place, it can be very difficult to learn. It can be very discouraging. If you don't have family members that are like in any kind of creative field, you can also just be like, they don't know, you know, like they don't know what's going on in the world. You can't go to them and like, hey, I love music. I love this. I love that. How can I make it a career? It was just a lot of figuring out on my own because there wasn't really anybody to go to. And that's not because I didn't have a support system. I have a great support system, family and friends. It's just you can't really show or teach something that you genuinely don't know yourself, you know. So my first year in school, I went to a small community school, and I was like, I refuse to stay here, but I don't have a better option. So I'm going to take this to the chin, you know, knock it out. I'm going to do this two-year degree in a year. I got my associates in a year, and then I went to Georgia State. I told myself I was going to do that from the get-go, and we knocked it out. I get to Georgia State and I'm exposed to all these things and all these people and all these old heads that are putting me on game and all these old heads are like, I've always heard of and I'm around these people just because everybody kicks it with everybody. I still not sure. I just felt better about being in a place that other people related to me and other ways to experience and learn along the lines of like, okay, I like this, I like this this person is doing this, okay, that might be a good thing, blah, 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 blah. But school itself, Georgia State is the, <laughs> it's, I feel like it's the only college in Atlanta that isn't a set thing. So like all the people around kind of fall in the category of like, okay, you go to Georgia Tech, you know, that's engineer, you go to SCAT, that's strictly art or fashion, you know, you go to what else is around? Um, Emory, you know, you're going for a doctor, et cetera, et cetera. And Georgia State is all these, I want to say all these cool kids just like in the city. Like if you want to go to school in Atlanta and you don't want to do any of those specific things, go to Georgia State. Still a great school and you're still in the mix of everything. And you'll still be like exposed to what the true city has to really offer being literally downtown. So being in the city, going to these parties, seeing all these people, I... My first job in Atlanta was for Banana Republic. And it was only because I called an old professor from my small schools, telling him I'm moving out of the dorms, I need an apartment, so I need a job. And he made some calls, I don't know how, but he made some calls, he got me an interview at Banana Republic on the stock team, right? So essentially, it's the end of the semester, I'm out of the dorms. I don't have an apartment. I'm crashing on my homie's couch like five days a week and then I'll go back home to just, you know, give him his personal space, you know, whatever. (laughs) But I would work four or five in the morning till 10. 
literally just going in there, folding, going in there, straightening, blah, 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 for about a month, month and a half. And I'm going in the summer and I'm, E, my friend E, whose couch I was crashing on, he is probably one of the smartest guys I know, genuinely. If I ever have a question, if I ever have a business plan or any kind of idea, he's one person I'm calling. And I, no matter what I consider, no matter all the things that I thought of, he's going to give me a perspective somehow I didn't think of. And I love and respect him for that. I say all that to say me being in that environment in his crib, he made sure, and it wasn't even a, a pressure thing, just me being around him, always learning made me, okay, I need to be on that same thing. And I would come back to his crib and complain like, yo, I'm doing this, doing that at work. And it's just, it's unfulfilling. And no one's hearing my opinions, X, Y, Z. And that entire next month, two months of the summer, I would study interior design because the guys who did visuals for the store would give me the map and I just literally do it. And I would tell them, oh, this doesn't work. You should do this. But I had no credibility to back it. I didn't have the actual knowledge to defend and explain why it didn't work. So me studying interior design, me studying colors and lines and depth and things that draw to the eye. And this is literally summer. Like I'm not, I'm at, the, at the time I'm going to Georgia State for business. Like this has nothing to do with it. It's literally me on YouTube, me taking notes, me, you know, on these different platforms and blogs. Literally, I could probably pull up the notes on my iCloud as we speak with the feng shui's and the lines and the depths and all these things. So when I went back to work, I could tell them, okay, this is trash because, or this is ugly because. And after a couple of weeks of that, you know, you have to listen to somebody. They're credible. They're doing what they're supposed to do. They're doing it in a respectful way. So they gave me a shot. The I want to say the Southeast office is in Atlanta. So Goti took me to the office once, and I essentially would get the, a paper with all the new product, map it out. After one or two times, I got that full-time. Well, not full-time, literally, but that was my actual job. Still in school, and it was, it was cool because me being 19, two, three days out the week, I get to go to this office in Buckhead, and I'm just wearing vintage tees and jeans and Jordans, and I'm getting on the elevator with all these old guys in Navy suits, and they watching me go to the top floor because, you know, I'm, I'm doing this. And, and that's just, that was the first example for me in an actual work setting where, like, okay, if you really want to do something, learn to get credible figure it out and somebody will give you a shot like so i'll give you a shot if you know what you're talking about if you're doing work that they that if you're doing your job that you're supposed to be doing not doing too much they'll see where you actually want to go and i did that for the next year and a half year and a half and it was it was nice because here i'm in school and i actually have like a, a real job and that was a really good time. That was a really good year in Atlanta, I have to say that. Like, what did you learn among that process? Like, what were the, some of, like, the few things that you took away from that or, like, some of your best memories in that year and a half? <laughs> <laughs> like, you can say whatever, too. Like, you know, yo, honestly, that was, when I say, like, the coming of age, that was literally it, like, actually dating that was the real thing like okay. learning the spots and different restaurants and building business relationships like one of my one of my good good uh 
old heads, they owned this vintage shop in, in East Atlanta called Versus, Leo, John, and Danny and those guys. Literally, I was just a kid who used to go in there once a week, every two weeks when I got paid, spend some money, ask some questions. And I remember it was one time where I went in one day and then John asked me, like, hey, what do you do? And I was like, I'll go to school and I do visuals. And I was like, oh, it was right before the time they redid the shop. And I remember them asking me, like, my opinion on how they should move things, this, that, the third. And that was just one of those things. That was one of those relationships that actually very, very helped me become a young man, understand how business relationships work. And they, those, those guys over there, they really put me in a lot of situations that they really didn't have to. All the celebrities that came through and they would kick other people out and they would let me stay and chop it up and have these interactions and co-sign me. When I told them I want the model months, months later, post me on the page and it was just, it's unconditional love. But that year outside of, of that was more, I felt like I found myself set in stone. You know, I was never lost, but like I could actually stick like a uniform to myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the foundation of where I'm going to be or how I'm going to be for the rest of my life and how to elevate, you know? So uh, you, uh, after you left college, you went to LA, right? I went to LA on a trip. I went to LA on a trip. Um, I stopped going to school December 2018. December 2018. I started modeling June 2018, July 2018. It was it was it was a fun time. But LA was a week and a half. When I, when I was attempting the model, LA was last summer, like LA was 2019. And I would send my headshots just to people in the industry, models, casting directors, whatever, for the longest time, maybe like once a month, just because. And Alton Mason was one of the people and he got back to me one day. He was like, yo, I'm gonna be in LA this time. Uh, could you be out here? And I was like, oh, I was totally lying. But I was like, oh, you know, it's crazy. I was actually going to be out there anyway. So, yeah, what's up? <laughs> I wasn't going to be out there. But I didn't be, I wasn't going to be like, oh, yeah, like I'm not out there. But I can plan and it would have been too much. Probably would have changed his mind. But I was like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna, I was actually going to be out there anyway that time. <laughs> totally <laughs> lying. And at this point in time, like, I tried New York. I'm literally going back and forth different places trying to find a set location, set situation. And I was at my mom's this week and I'm trying to figure out, okay, boom, I don't have any bread. How am I going to get to LA? Okay. I can't ask my mom's for any bread because I'm straight on that. Okay. Where am I going to stay? Okay. Boom. And this went on for about two days, three days. And weird how it works. When Before I got the DM from him, an old friend of my mom's hit me up asking about, their kid, they were looking, their kid was looking for a place to stay in Atlanta because he could go to Georgia State. And I like called around, whatever, that was a thing. And I remember I was on my way to the airport a couple of days later. I don't have a ticket to LA. And I don't even think my mom knows this, <laughs> to be completely honest, but I don't have a ticket to LA. And I hit her up and I was like, yo, like, I need to call in a favor. And she bought me a one-way ticket to LA. I did a shoot with this 
girl who owns a t-shirt company months months prior she lives in la i was like yo can i crash at your crib this is the situation she's like yeah that's fine and yeah i get my ticket on the way to la get on the plane i make enough money in la to buy my ticket out of la essentially but yeah went out there for some actually some junk that never came out but you know whatever like what moment made you decide to just drop school and just go for modeling like did people tell you to model or like what were you feeling that was like i'm done with school i should do something so the semester ends in the middle of april we're in the year 2018 2018 middle april um I'm working like every day now, school's out, you know, a month and a half into working, I'm just like, yo, I'm bored. Like, I think I'm 20 at the time, I'm like, yo, like this is like honestly the worst year of my life. I feel mad, stagnant, blah, blah, blah. Just me talking to people at work. And middle of June comes around, end of June comes around. And a friend of mine I worked with, we were listening to Frank Sinatra one morning at work. And I was like, bro, let's go to New York. Like, I just need to, I just need to change the scenery. Like, I'm over it. And he was like, if you plan it, I'll go with you. And maybe like three, four, five days later, I brought my laptop to work. I had every link open, every tab. And I was like, okay, this is how we're going to go. This is how we're going to fly back. This is where we're going to stay. This is like my itinerary. He was like, all right, we're eating Chick-fil-A breakfast in the mall courtyard. <laughs> he cashed out me the bread. And at the very instant, we booked everything. And we left on the 4th of July, 2018. That trip single-handedly changed my life and everybody involved I don't even think like they know it to be kind to be completely honest but we go to New York and you know we're doing whatever it's calm it's cool it's collect we've got this Airbnb Upper East Side and it was a guy the host of the Airbnb's friend would come over to walk the dog I'm only telling that it's going to matter later in the story. But he comes over later to walk. He comes over every now and again to walk the dog. One of the four or five days we're in uh, New York, me and Trent, we go to Williamsburg. We're in Williamsburg going to vintage shops, whatever. And we're at this one shop, and then we hear this music, so we walk around the corner. And this lady comes up to me, and she's like, hey, do you model? And I was like, uh, not exactly, you know, whatever. And she's like, oh, well, such and such brand is doing a show. I'm casting for it. They're literally having um, a fitting right across the street right there if you'd like to come through. And I didn't know, I didn't hear the brand that she said because we're, we're literally walked into this, like, this Cuban restaurant, loud music, whatever. And it was very sketch because we're in Williamsburg. It's not like tall buildings right now. You know, it's like, it's kind of, it's okay, this lady with this little English accent comes up to us. Like, hey, come in this apartment. You know, they're doing a fitting. And... We're like, all right, you know, whatever. So we walk in, we walk downstairs. And she's like, where are you from? I was like, I'm from Atlanta. She's like, oh, that's crazy. The brand is from Atlanta. And I'm like, who? And it turns out to be Beast Joy. Go downstairs, I see Brick Owens, I see Dewey, I see these guys. And I'm familiar with them because they really have Atlanta on lock. And I want to say they went to high school with the same guys who own Versus, Leo and John and them. So like I was familiar and me being posted on their page enough was like oh okay you know 
I know this guy. And me and Brick have the same hair. So it's like, okay, it's a conversation starter. And so I'm down there, they're fitting, whatever. And let's, this was on a Saturday. This was on a Saturday. I'm down there getting fitted. I remember they put me in like the craziest outfit. So everybody in the room was like, oh, shoot, oh, shoot. Yeah, that's crazy. Take pictures. And the lady took my headshot. She's like, okay, you know, if you get it, the show is Wednesday. If you get it, we'll let you know Monday. And that was it. We leave. I'm hyped because I'm like, yo, this is really meant to be just because these guys are from Atlanta. They know, I know they've seen my face before, XYZ. Sunday, the next day, me and Trim are walking through Soho. We're on Ludlow. No, we're not on Ludlow. We're in Soho by, um, what's that store? I mean, what's that restaurant? Cafe something. It's on a corner. And we're walking, we're walking, we're crossing the street. And the little English lady that I seen the day prior is crossing with us. I'm like, oh, shoot, what's up? Crazy. It's like, yo, what are you doing? Ah, and it was just weird. And we have a conversation. And I was like, yo, you know, just let me know. She's like, no, nah, no, nah, you know, today's everybody's off day. But I got you tomorrow. We go past this restaurant. Cubana, I think that's the name of it. I really should remember this. But this guy that works there comes outside grabs me or send somebody outside to grab me he's like yo somebody that's in that restaurant has a brand they want you to walk in the show fashion week september and i go back talk to the guy exchange contact whatever i was like yeah i'll do it whatever cool so i'm already planning to come back in september monday comes around nothing at the fitting it was another guy from atlanta ironically and I would DM him. I was like, yo, did you hear anything? He was like, nah, I didn't hear anything. Monday comes around, nothing. Tuesday night, we're supposed to be flying out, 9 p.m. Tuesday night, man, Trent, we're sitting together. We're about to leave the Airbnb. And we're all sitting there, whatever. And he was like, yo, you know, I appreciate this. Anytime you guys come back to New York, just hit me up. And I didn't ask him in that moment, but I definitely had the thought, whatever. So Tuesday night comes around. We're sitting around, we're sitting around. He's about to leave. And I was like, bro, just go ahead. Like, I'll take it to the channel. I just got to see what's up. Tuesday night, he texts me saying he got to the airport at like 8.39, whatever. And I'm sitting there. I'm at my homegirl's house in Newark, New Jersey. We're watching something. I don't even remember. It was something weird. But I get an email after saying, oh, I got accepted for the show. Here's a call time. Here's location, whatever. And I was like, okay, you know, like, that's a crazy situation. I'm walking to the show, but so go do the show the next day. I'm in the room at the time, like, I'm seeing all these people. I'm seeing everybody, and it's I've never been in the setting. Truly fascinated, cool as heck, walking the show, whatever. I leave the show. I met this girl earlier that week who shoots for Stussy in Australia. I leave the show to go meet her in Washington Square. She, we ended up shooting together, blah, 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 blah. But I ended up staying in New York for like two, three more days, came back. And now like, I've made a, a name for myself to a degree. Like I have a face at least attached to it. Like I was, I was always doing things in Atlanta, but that, that B-Story co-sign really just gave me the, okay, he's actually, He's actually somebody. He's not just this guy that goes to state with, you know, with the hair. So 
I know I didn't want to model, but I knew I wanted to be in the industry. Right. So with anything you do, you got to go hard with the role you're given. So I started shooting with everybody, building a portfolio with everybody, making all these networks in Atlanta, blah, blah, blah. Go back to New York in September for that other show. I hit up the guy who was walking the dog and I was like, yo, can I borrow your crib? You know, come up there for another show. And he was like, yeah, that's fine. Um, he literally bought a hotel for a week for himself, gave me his crib for literally five days, all the fashion week. So for five days, I didn't go to school for a week. I'm running around New York, like with homies, sneaking in shows. And I remember my show was on a Friday. ASAP Rocky threw, I want to say he threw Playboy Cardi a, a birthday party or a rave party that Friday night. And I remember like, I met this girl, I was out till like four in the morning, my flight was at six. Get back to Atlanta. I didn't go to school for like another week. Like I was literally like laying in bed for like a week. Like, yo, like I just did all this in a week. That could really be my life. I'm kind of over this, like, to be completely honest. And it wasn't a good call. Looking back on it, I was very irresponsible. But in the same time, my moms couldn't help me go to school. And I'm just like, okay, so all these things are flowing in this direction. Let's see what's up. So I'm asking around, getting different opinions, blah, blah, blah. November, my birthday is November 2nd. November, October 31st, I want to say, that night. The little English lady hits me up and she's like, yo, I'm starting an agency. Would love for you to be on it. This lady hasn't talked to me since July for, you know, whatever. So she hits me up. She's like, yo, I'm starting an agency. Would love for you to be in or whatever. Um, that happens. The next day, I'm like, yo... I'm moving to New York and then the next day my job says, oh, you're eligible to like transfer now. So I was like, okay, all these things happen in three days, run it. And grand scheme of things, it, some of it worked, some of it didn't. Being young, I didn't prepare for things that I couldn't control just yet. But um, I'm cool now, that's all that matters. <laughs> that's the quick, that's the quick model story. That was a very, six-month live thing but the next fashion week i ended up walking for telfar that was the biggest show i did that got me the, the paper that got me the id that got me the vote that got me a lot of things Is and that you ended up on vogue.com mm -hmm. that was a fun experience um okay so now that we know the modeling story tell us when you made the move to New York and when you started your current job now? Officially, I tried to move to New York January 2019. I was here for three months, didn't work out. That's when like, I went back to Georgia, breathed for a couple weeks and got on my full finesse. I was applying for places for months, 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 months. I would come up to New York for two days, literally just for job interviews. But I actually, I work for Nordstrom now. Um, I work in the creative projects department under Nordstrom by Nike. I would describe it as the department that's essentially, you know, introducing 
a new idea of shopping and experience to a department store customer. So our spaces are a little bit different. I work in the New York Northern Bar Nike space, one of six. I hope that's right. <laughs> one of six. But um, Olivia Kim is the creative director of the department. I genuinely love it. I genuinely love it. Nike has no other collaborative spaces with anybody, and it feels cool to work in the New York-based one. But I originally had the interview the same day I was supposed to be in L.A. And then the L.A. thing came up. I emailed and was like, yo, can I postpone it? Went to L.A., whatever. And then they postponed it until 2019 Fashion Week, September. Come up here for Fashion Week anyway. I literally had like three interviews, all these things going on. And I'm not too religious personally, but I definitely believe in like something. Something's out there. Because one of the days, the day after or the day of my first interview, I'm sitting, I'm crashing on my homie's crew in Brooklyn. I'm sitting on his step for like 10 minutes. A mosquito bites my ankle and my ankle gets infected. I literally, the <laughs> next day, I can't walk. Like, I literally can't walk. I was supposed to go to three castings that next day. I literally can't walk. I told my mom that night, I was like, yo, this is what's going on. I got stuff to do tomorrow. I can't do this. And she was like, if your foot goes numb, go to the hospital. And I remember I woke up at like four in the morning and I couldn't feel my foot. And I was like, oh my God, I got to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> a mosquito did all of that? <laughs> literally, I can't make this up. I can't make this up. So I go to the hospital. I have like one Instagram photo. If you go look at it, you can see my ankle. It's so swollen. But I go to the hospital. I go to the most ghetto hospital because it was the closest. They literally give me an IV and then tell me to go home. I was there from four to like seven. I paid $60 for an Uber from Flatbush area to Upper East Side. Go to that hospital. I'm in there literally all day. I missed everything I was supposed to do today. And I have my second interview for Nordstrom the next day. Go back to the crib. I've been at the hospital all day. I'm exhausted, giving my medicine, blah, blah, blah. I had to wear Nike Cortez to my second interview because I couldn't fit any other shoe. Like, I couldn't put a dress sock on. I couldn't put a dress shoe on or whatever. Go to the interview. I get my second interview. I get my third interview. And, yeah, I, I feel like that was one of those moments, like, okay, do you want this, you know, do you fake want this model junk or do you actually want to work and live and be in the fashion corporation world? And that was uh, somebody above me deciding for me, I feel like, <laughs> to be honest. I feel like that's the case. There's no way. I, I'm, I'm from Georgia. I've gotten a million mosquito bites. You're telling me the one time I'm in New York, get a mosquito bite, gets infected. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But we live and we learn, I guess. That's how I got the job. That's how I got the job. After that, literally it's just been networking, working. I'm in one of the coolest design spaces of all time. I work under one of the most most innovative women in fashion, in cool fashion at least, that I feel like, um, that being Olivia Kim. And in all women's department mainly, 
me working in the women's department is very cool. It's a close niche. My direct team is maybe six people. The overall New York department is under 25. And that's the most diverse group of people that I've ever met in my entire life, genuinely. I listened to the Nordstrom podcast with Olivia. And she was kind of talking about just the design aspects of the different stores. And she talked about the pop-up that you guys do. Do you want to mm-hmm. talk about that? Which space? Well, when we went, it was the Burberry pop-up shop, but now it is um, a retail. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that being, we're all, we're all in the same umbrella. I just don't work with it directly. But the space itself, and it's a it's another space called Center Stage, another space called Pop In, all under the same creative direct uh, creative projects umbrella. They all change, and it's just the way that she is trying to keep Nordstrom ahead. Um, just introducing in cool ways, and we all know the shopping the shopping experience now is all about exactly that experience. You don't want to go in the store and have a boring time. You literally could have bought whatever you needed offline or ordered it in store, picked it up. So she's just big on giving a space a true meaning, and I. I don't want to speak too much on her her thoughts, but well, and I think Nordstrom has done a good job with the pop up shop, like changing it from Burberry to the resale store. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. How long is see you tomorrow going to be there? It was supposed to be six months, but who knows. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> who who knows how it's gonna go now? For your team at Nordstrom, like what is like a daily like what does an average day look like for you? For me, strict retail, but it's not it's not a press of numbers. It's genuine everybody that works on my direct team, we're all very, very, very particular. And it's cool just because Anybody that comes in, we can make a conversation out of something, whether that be me and my like space design background or Grace who makes clothes or Jonathan who has a music background or Angela with the film, like everybody has their own thought or take on things and it's all valid. But people come in, it's a, it's a matter of asking their thoughts it's a matter of seeing what they're wearing, just being kept up the game. We're in New York, we're the, the fastest city in, in the world to a degree. Like, we have to stay in tune. And outside of genuinely just selling things and talking to people and networking, I, once a month, literally was sending in recaps. What are people wearing? Nike specifically, like, what are people looking for? And the department overall, from top to bottom, being so small is fantastic just because I can... Tech, if I see something cool on Instagram, I can literally DM it to buyers and be like, yo, we need this. And it's been two situations particularly where two items are literally being bought into the store just because a DM being sent. And I don't think it's a lot of places that are like that, you know, to have that, that clear open mind and trust in the people that are on an entry-level position. Right, so it's very like, collaborative. Very much, very, very much. And do you guys I, range in age, or is everyone around like the same age? Oh, uh, youngest 20, oldest 26. 
right? So it's pretty young. Yeah, very, very young. But I don't know how, and I have to give praise to my managers. They really put together an all-star team. And I'm not just saying that. Like, they listen. I haven't, I've never had any kind of superior listen and prefer. We give our opinions on things. And before they tell you their thoughts, they'll, put, they'll ask you yours. They'll ask the wise. They'll see what you really want to do, like whether it be with them or not, and how they can help. And it was a point in time for me where another company was interested in hiring me. And I don't have, you know, family, friends, or anybody that have worked in the fashion world. So I didn't really know how to go about this. And it was very sketchy for me, but the only people I trusted that I knew that worked in the industry were my superiors. So I went to a couple of them straight up, you know, man to man, man to woman, asked them, hey, this is what's going on with my world. What are your thoughts? And none of them gave me a perspective that they were my bosses. You know, there was none of like belittling the other company. It was none of you know, oh, you work for us, so you're disrespecting us. It was genuine help and guidance. And since that situation, I've genuinely loved and appreciated them ever since. That's so cool. Like, I think, I don't know, I think for our generation, too, like, a lot of us are realizing that we want to work in places that actually make us happy because I feel like a lot of our parents or, like, adults work jobs that they don't like. So Mm -hmm. it's refreshing to hear that you can work somewhere that you genuinely enjoy. Yeah, it's it's starting already. It's you don't have to work a hundred hours anymore. Yeah. At least to like make a living. I do believe you do have to put in that that ten thousand hours and work hard, but it's not as black and white as okay, go to work, go to work, go to work, retirement. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it, there's no fun in that. There's absolutely no fun in that, and it doesn't have to be that anymore. We can make a hundred k a day if you you settle on the right thing, legally. True, true, true. So, what has it been like living in New York compared to Atlanta? New York is fast. It's fast. It's fast. Um, if you're not fast, you're behind. <laughs> Honestly, the traveling, the transportation situation is so different. You know, you're basing everything on something you can't control. And it's kind of dirty and it kind of stinks, to be completely honest. But with all that being said, I mean, these are the thoughts that I have literally five days a week. But me working in Midtown, like, I can have all these thoughts, get off of work, have the worst day ever, and then look to the left and I see Carnegie Hall lit up, or look to the right and I see, you know, Times Square, or on my lunch breaks, I can walk through Central Park and actually just sit down and breathe. And seeing all these things on the daily just really make it worthwhile. Like, it took me a couple months to adjust, and to be completely honest, I still fully, you know, haven't. Balancing time here is a really difficult thing, but I can say I genuinely feel like a character in the movie. Like, you walk around and you see all these people, and New York is literally just like a movie of real time. And it took me a while to feel like I was a part of it, but... I, I enjoy it. I enjoy all the people. I enjoy all the people that I met. All the wild situations I've been in. 
Mm-hmm. For where I am in my life right now, I couldn't see myself anywhere else. It's crazy. Like, did the first couple of months feel like you were just on, like, vacation or, like, out of town? Like, at first, you first, like, a vacationer? The first couple of months were so surreal. Yes, I, I never thought of it being, like, vacation or out of town, but that's, that's kind of exactly how it was. Because yeah. I wasn't situated, I wasn't in a situated enough place to, like, do all the things I really wanted to do. Um... I, just, I firmly believe, like, I, I need to have everything clear and set before, you know, we can go out. They, I think it's like they make, like, okay, clean room, then we can go out and do everything else. Like, when I, I have a home base, I'm fully situated, then I can get involved. First couple months, I just felt like, okay, strict work, strict work, got to do this so I can get to that better place. Like, I didn't go home for Thanksgiving, I didn't go home for Christmas, and very annoying, very upsetting, but I knew if I would have went, it would I wouldn't be as far ahead as I am now. And now that I'm situated, it'll be all for the better in the long run. Like, how was it meeting? Well, I guess you're already really good at people and you at meeting people and then you met people when you were there, but how was it like meeting people when you finally moved? Um it was nice. It was, it was weird just because I, I can actually build a relationship with them now. It's not like, oh, okay, I'm leaving in two weeks. So let's just follow each other on Instagram. But what I figured out is for the most part, everybody's just as busy, like everybody's busy. So even the people like I have genuine relationships with, I see once a week or like we're sneaking in a lunch here or there. It's not as simple as like everybody can just hang out freely. But <laughs> it's, it's, it kind of scares me personally just because I have such a good friend group as is. I borderline don't want to give anybody else the satisfaction of getting there, you know? Like, all my friends I've been cool with for years, and now I feel like I'm just in a different situation, like I'm actually a full grown adult in a totally different new place. So now I'm about to make like lifetime friendships. And I'm, it's kind of weird just to think about. It's, I don't know, ask me that question in a year, hopefully I have a, a different answer or a more settling answer. And every episode with a life hack. So what is your life hack? That's a really good question. Yeah, it's really interesting to hear what everyone has to say. Always have a clean room, I generally, and this, this sounds like a joke, but like, if your room is clean, I think your head is clean and clear and you'll be able to think better. So no matter what you do in a day, always wake up and make your bed. Yes. And every other decision you make, you know, you'll be okay. And once you realize that you won't, you won't worry, you won't overthink, it happened. Places go in Atlanta though, Cafe Intermezzo. Um, <laughs> Cafe Intermezzo has the best cheesecake in the world. Um, LT Wings. Ooh, Gaja in East Atlanta. Oh, that's like top three. I feel like I'm forgetting one. Nah, that's like top three. JR Crickets, only the Midtown one. Or 10th Street. Nah, not 10th Street. North Ave, North Ave. That's the one. All right. Hmm. 
Okay, Trey. Well, thank you for being on today. Um, it is always a pleasure talking to you. And hopefully we can all hang out and meet up soon, hopefully. Rachel and Rachel, thank you so much. I love you both dearly. When you both are in New York, we'll definitely hang out. And I'll show you all the th things that I've learned while I've been here. Yay, I can't wait. Thank you.